Rockin' Ball. Pinball is famous in video game history. And welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean, who's currently on fire. <laughs> and, and, and I'm Joe. Sean Sorry, is, no, our, our, listeners, <laughs> our listeners are going to hear a uh, pretty hardcore siren right now, so uh, I thought I'd, I'd play into that a bit. Yeah, I don't know how I said so confidently that you weren't on fire. Uh, for all we know, you are the fire. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, the like fire. The, the fire department is not coming now because you told them he's not on fire. <laughs> yeah, Irresponsible. you got to be careful there. Uh, it's like a pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> Great segue, Sean, because like the back of the box states, this is pinball. Um, whether pinball is famous in video game history, I guess is really debatable, especially this early on for something in the back of the box. Like, I don't know. I don't think of pinball machines as video games. They're, they're pinball machines. And thus, if they're saying that it's famous in video game history, they're saying that like video game pinball is, like, one of the most popular genres of video game genres, is that, like, everybody always makes pinball video games, like, Super Mario Brothers Pinball, everybody loves that. Yeah, nah, like, a pinball machine is a is a strictly analog device uh, it, with physical objects, and it might have, like, a video readout and, like, some animations that play, but that's, like, that's just a little accessory to the, it, it's closer to a board game. Sean, what do you say to the people who um, now emulate uh, pinball machines using strictly like digital solutions? Then, like you're using a, you're playing a video game based on a board game, like, uh, like a, like a card game, you know? Right, like, like playing the game of Texas life Hold'em. on PS One. Yeah, Texas Hold'em's not a video game, uh, the, but, but there are, are video, video game games. versions of it. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so the, this is a video game version of pinball, but this is not what I think of as like. The famous part of video games. That, yeah, no. so that, just to round back out the of the thought. box is kind of like it's kind of like video game pinball, the thing you love. It's like, well, wait a minute, you don't <laughs> tell me what I love. The last time we saw pinball on this console was at the very beginning, right? The original black box pinball game that Nintendo released. Since then, nobody has decided to put out like another option for pinball on this console. And I liked that. I, I liked the original video pinball. I mean, uh, Mike, you remember back in our college days, we'd play a lot of video game pinball, and it brought me back to that. Um, it's simple, but it I enjoy it. If I remember correctly, that, that game was a lot more, like, strictly pinball, where uh, I think that maybe we mentioned that in the episode, that, like, Unless I'm totally misremembering, but that like being a video game, they could have done some more things with it. So I think that this game, I'm sure we'll get into, does do a few more things that like you can't do, or it would be harder to do with a real pinball machine. Joe, you are a true nostalgia historian. We did say that in the episode, and we are definitely going to get into Rock and Ball's many different twists on pinball. Because while the game does have a regular pinball mode that is uh, like 50s themed or rock and roll themed or diner themed. I couldn't figure out what they were going for because there's like cheeseburgers and classic <laughs> cars and 
music notes and stuff. So I'm not sure if it was just like 1950s in general or rock and roll that they were going for, but generic pinball. Yeah, there's a TV, there's a shoe, there's a jacket, there's a burger. Uh, there's uh, many other things too, <laughs> but like it's generic pinball at its finest. That is a you know one player to four player uh, experience, and you don't need four controllers. You just hand it off to the next person when your turn's over, and you compete for the high scores. But more interestingly, you have like characters to be. It's not enough for you to clearly be the person hitting the buttons that are the flippers, you have to pick the character that has no other personality, uh, just just a name, essentially, and a, a sprite for them. And then you'll never see them until you get to the score screen again, but they are the person that you are playing the pinball machine as. It just feels like a complicated step in pinball because I never really thought I was playing as somebody else while I'm playing pinball, but... I guess, you, you know, if you want to be Tom or Billy or John or Paul, Lisa and Diana are all in this game. <laughs> yeah, it I think it would have made more sense to uh, you get into like a character creator like The Sims and you create two characters and you would be playing the character uh, that would sort of combine the DNA of those two people so that you're you're creating the parents of the character uh, that you end up playing with the pinball with your hands with. Yeah, that's if you really wanted to simplify it, though. Yeah. But I also think that, like, yeah, there, it is way too simple. Like, I'm always for, uh, I'm all for giving the player some sort of, uh, some sort of, like, agency in this, like, immersion at the beginning. But, like, you, I feel like you gotta go a little farther than, like, pick a character and you'll see their face at the end of the game again. Give them a stat or something. <laughs> Put their face on the bottom of the screen. Make it look like they're doing it. Something. Joe, remember Casino Kid? I do. Great game. Love it. Uh, in that one, you face off against a, a lot of other like actual characters who have distinct personalities and tells and levels of skill. That feels like what they should have done with this pinball character mode for everybody other than like who you are. Like It would be a mistake to say you pick Tom and now you're better at flippers, right? But Billy <laughs> yeah, yeah. gives the ball more speed, right? Like, that would be the mistake. But if you're going to verse these people, right, just selecting them, like, go through, you know, Tom is is really good at saving the ball, right? Like, he's more on it. But Billy's great at knowing, like, how to do the trick shots. Like, that's fine because they're computer players that you're choosing to play against for specific scores or whatever. It's really just difficulty modes, if I'm being honest, as I'm describing it. I think they were smart not to give these people any actual stats, which is weird because I would say the opposite in almost any other kind of game. But here, since it's just like an additional piece of flavor, it's not something that we should prolong much longer. But just to be clear, the characters do have like a, a victory dance and they do say something when they win or uh, if they lose. So there is there is a little something extra. There is a reason for them to exist. It's not just... <laughs> It's not just an additional screen that's a chore before you finally get to play pinball, but it's not enough for me. I'd say that you're giving it more credit than it's due, but I'll I'll allow it. <laughs> so the regular pinball, let's start there. Uh, we mentioned the weird theme around like you know things that kids in the '80s probably don't give a shit about. Oh, we're in '90s now, uh, but the 1990s is really like still the '80s, right? It's 1990 itself. I mean, you know, where where do you draw the line? Yeah, exactly. Like I think, like you got it. Takes like five years before you get yeah, to the new generation. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So 
this is just pinball themed around what their parents would be interested in, but hey, go for it. The rules are the same as all other pinball machines, except for one very, uh, like, I don't know, just weird rule that you can unlimited tilt yeah. in this game. You can tilt as much as you want, and that is not true in real pinball machines. They do allow for a light tilt if you can, you know, be sensitive enough, but any pinball machine worth their salt is going to tell you that uh, it's going to say tilt and all of a sudden the, the flippers are going to lock and your ball's just going to go out and you're going to be caught cheating. In this yes. game, they're encouraging the cheating. And, like, I, I get it. I, I appreciate that there's a little bit more to, to this than just the flippers. I think um, maybe giving it, like, you get a couple tilts. Like, if you wanted to go for... A, a closer analog for the pin the real life pinball experience um but i kind of like it as as more of like we're adding this feature to pinball so that there there's more interaction and it's not just left and right yeah i mean i liked it too as someone who's really never played any serious pinball <laughs> like i you know maybe played a pinball machine in my life but like i really don't know much about it so that didn't even come across my mind, like, oh, how come I can do this unlimitedly? I just assumed, like, oh, yeah, that's normal. I think if they branded this game a little differently, like, as if it were, it was, like, Pinball for Rebels, and mm. this is, like, the, and like, MLB, not MLB, <laughs> uh, NFL show. Blitz, yeah, NFL Blitz version of Pinball uh, for, like, hardcore kids, like, that would, that would help sell it a bit. In my first three minutes of playing regular pinball i was using the tilt function because I, I you know i read the manual beforehand and i knew that i was allowed to tilt as much as possible and it was great because it was it makes it like easier to get your ball stuck in those bumpers and then just constantly uh, racking up points in them what i didn't expect is that on the lower half of the screen there is like two um on the right hand side there's like two bumpers that score some good amount of points but you know you're not they're kind of like in an odd position you're not expected to hit them or whatever well using the tilt as it was coming off the edge my ball got wedged between both of those bumpers and was stuck there permanently just <laughs> racking up an infinite score <laughs> interestingly the game can only count a certain amount on on the screen but when you do go to the like put in your high score after you run out of all three balls, it reveals the much higher score. I was surprised how far uh, it okay. was able to count up. So how long did you leave it on? Uh, maybe like four minutes. <laughs> okay. I wanted to test the limits because I wanted to see if it had like a kill screen or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. Arca arcade games kind of have those, so why wouldn't a pinball machine? But the pinball machine only counts to like 999,999. The high score machine theoretically could count up to 999 million, I believe. It's wow. interesting that it doesn't have the digits on like the the regular screen, but it is like internally keeping track of it and like still knows how to display that. Right, like is it distracting? I don't know. <laughs> Otherwise though, this is just regular pinball and you know, I I have a lot of thoughts about <clears throat> pinball as a um you know, as a form of play. But I don't think I want to talk about the placement of the ramps or the bumpers well, or yeah, like this this pinball, the standard pinball, like, you know, with most well-designed pinball machines, there are usually like several different kinds of like objectives, at least in the newer 
I, I you probably know like what the the era of pinball would be, but from what I remember from our little forays into it, like there's a couple things that like oh do this x times and then it'll open up this ramp or whatever. Whereas in this, there's like one thing like that, and you have to knock down these like temporary uh, bumper things, and once you do that, you have access to this other thing, and when you hit that, it opens up a door to like a bonus stage, and you can spend pretty much however long you can survive in this bonus stage, but like that's really the only like bell and whistle on this board. Yeah, and we're well ahead of all of that, you know, uh, what you're referencing of missions or objectives and stuff like that. That was that was even as far back as like the early 70s, really, the idea of that. Before that, it was really just, you know, there was a, a nine ball pinball machine that looked like pool and you had to hit all the um, the pool balls and that would, you know, trigger something. But it was still like a simple just hit the bumpers, ring up some points. But yeah. by the 70s and definitely the 80s, you know, you have games that want you to like, you know, they're doing some storytelling. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it does make for a rather uninteresting regular pinball game because you are just scoring for points when there are other modes that make pinball more complicated, right? So this is maybe scratching the itch for somebody who doesn't want to spend unlimited quarters at the arcade playing real pinball and realizing that they're not nearly as good as they thought, which is a thing. (laughs) You know, you could be good at video game pinball and go to, to a pinball, a real pinball machine and realize you just don't have the same, uh, like, I, I don't know if it's cognition or whatever, but the flippers behave differently in real life for sure than they ever do in a video. Yeah, one thing that I wished that you could do in this is sort of have, like, a light touch on the flipper. But yeah, like, you can't do that here. Yeah, I thought maybe, like, if you hold it, you do a hard touch. If you hold it for, like, a half a second, and if you literally tap it for, like, well, a millisecond, it would be a light touch. That would have been nice. I don't know, I don't know uh, technically how possible that is, but I feel like we've had things like that with jumps character jumps and stuff in games and that would have made that would have given me like a a little more another tool in my arsenal to do something other than like trying to hit it when it's like at a certain distance away from my flipper or something like it gives you a little more agency the one thing you can do with the flippers that is definitely a uh beginner skill in pinball is you can use them to hold the ball in the place uh and then so this way you can release it and figure out exactly when you want to hit the ball with the flipper to hit exact spot. So uh, it's good that that's possible. It's not that hard to do. I don't even know if they would have to program that just based on the size of the flippers themselves. But that's a that's a great way to hit things that you want to instead of just constantly uh, having the ball come down, hitting the flippers and hoping it hits something. Right. So moving on from regular pinball, we have, uh, it, I actually don't remember what the mode's called, but it's like a gambling form of pinball. Where Is it like balls, the nine ball thing? Yeah, yeah, the nine ball. Yeah, balls are knocked into like a pachinko pattern uh, <laughs> where beforehand there's a bunch of holes on, on the board, on the pachinko board, and you stop, you press the A button to stop these numbers that are floating around on the holes. And there's just ones and twos, but basically... When you stop it, those numbers become locked, 
and then you want to get your ball in those holes in order to win your bet. So you bet yeah. like, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever based on the ones you see. And then you hope that you get yours into like, if you get it into a two, you get double your payout. If you get it into three ones, you get, uh, that would be triple your payout. So, you know, it's just, it's just a mode like that. Uh, what do we think about the pachinko aspect? Is this even pinball? Well, there's, okay. So also if you get them in like a line, like a, like an XO thing, like you can also score points that way. It counts that as something. Um, but this is a mode that can take a very long time because there are a lot of uh, obstacles that this ball can hit, and it could be a very it could take a while for it to even hit uh, like the bottom of the screen where your flippers are for you to like shove it back up there and take its time again. Uh, but and and like as the game goes on, as you get balls and more holes, those are now other places where the ball can't go so it's it, it can take a while and um it can also get into weird spots where it will just bounce like perfectly on top of a thing over and over so i found this one kind of frustrating and not too fun see i would think this one was a little more fun if this like gambling element had a little more purpose like you get these credits, it's it's fun in a vacuum. Well, not in a vacuum, but it's fun to think about. Like, oh, okay, like I can bet however many one, however many of these credits I want, and then I can like get double what I bet based on like if I get it into this hole or if I you know get a straight line here or whatever. I can you know build that up. But there's no purpose to these credits, right? I mean, you just bet more credits on your next game if you want. Like, I don't know what exactly I would want them to do, but I feel like it would be cool to be able to spend them in other modes or like i don't know right the credits should be what you have to play the other modes you need credits <laughs> yeah uh, to yeah. play like regular pinballs you have to oh, bet God, your money I, or, or like to play some special version of the other modes or something or some bonus levels in the during the other modes or get a free ball in the other modes or something like that because this feels almost like it's a it's a bonus type game to the rest of the game that offers no real bonus <laughs> Like, it's just a distraction. Like, oh, look how many credits I have that don't mean anything, which would be nice to be able to spend them somewhere. I know that's kind of like a weird, uh, like, criticism of this mode, but, like, I think that that, for me, is the only way to make me care about this mode. I think it is kind of fun as a little mini gambling, like, distraction. It just it just would need to matter. It's just such a large board, too, where nothing particularly interesting is happening. There's just a bunch of holes, and you have ten balls to to get into these holes so to sean's point of just how long it takes one uh to go into a hole especially the hole you want it to go into you know especially with the unlimited tilt you could be shaking this thing around for a long time or it could just go in right away it's a it's kind of a potluck in that regard uh but because the board <laughs> is so um is so big I just think that, you know, this could have been something where it's actually like Pachinko. Your your skill is using the plunger to hit that ball into the, um, you know, into the filter. And then it just kind of naturally with, you know, with some of your tilting assist, maybe it just kind of naturally falls through, but has a, a hole to fall into, not just, you know, go down to another set of flippers with a, um, you know, with a uh, fall at the end. More exciting 
than uh, Nine Ball, if that's what we're going to call it, is Battle Pinball, which uh, operates kind of, it's more Pong than Pinball because it's you versing another computer. And yeah, instead of paddles, you have um, sets of flippers, but the goal is still the same. You want to hit the ball into their, um, their goal, and then that's how you score points. There are three different variations to the Battle Pinball mode. They call them Thunder, Bomber, and Attack mode. All three options use uh, specialized flippers and have a different type of layout that's different from the, obviously different from the regular pinball, but just different from each other's modes. So what did we think about this spin on Pong that's also, you know, it's definitely more pinball than the the gambling one, but is it, you know, is it competitive enough? I would take exception with calling this Pong more more Pong than pinball. Like Pong is too simple a concept. Uh, yeah, but even, this is Pong with obstacles. Yeah, but like it's it's pinball. Yeah, it's ex- I, it's, I, I it's double sided pinball. It's exactly it, pinball. Pong There's is, just another player. Yeah, like Pong. You could then say that any like racket game is Pong in real life. I, oh, I would. So, <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Um, I like these because there were modifiers and all of the, uh, and you could like switch where your paddles were and to sort of like put pressure on your opponent if they're, they're having trouble getting it out of their area, um, by also like, you know, risking leaving your area open because there is a bit of a delay, um, in moving the flippers and it, those like modifiers that you could turn on and off by hitting certain things with either randomness or skill uh kind of made up for some of the uh lackluster uh variety that we found in regular pong oh, oh my god you're making me say it in regular <laughs> pinball just say what you believe <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i liked these um i think that you know some of this creativity could have been helpful in the single player mode because I think a strong single player mode is important, even though there is a computer player that you can play against. But it was fun. Yeah, I also love the kind of risk reward of like keeping your flippers as like the goalie or putting them, I guess, technically like on offense. Sort of is is what it looked like to me. Um, but I, I I thought this was yeah definitely much more fun than regular the regular pinball mode for me. And it initially made me think, okay, yeah, this is doing what I was hoping um, like a pinball video game would do is do something that you can't do in real life. And then I realized, like, wait a minute, you can do most of this in real life. Like, does this exist in real life, this kind of like one-on-one pinball? Because if not, I feel like it should. I've never seen. Yeah, I've never seen a machine like that, but you make a good point, Joe. If we have, if you think about even just arcade cabinets that are, uh, I forget what those are called, but they're like bar top arcade yeah. cabinets yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, where four players or two players can just sit across from each other and then also put their beer glasses down and play against each other that way. Why couldn't you do that with pinball? Uh, it's a good point. You know, now that I'm looking at it too, I'm kind of thinking about it, and obviously this is more true in the sports section, but this is also, maybe maybe if Pong wasn't fair for you, what do you think about like air hockey? Well, that, uh, what will we get? I'd say the sports ones were kind of like, a combination of air hockey and foosball. 
Right, right, but with pinball elements, and so uh, you know that, that's why I'm saying this is Pong with pinball elements. But I get it; it's not. Um, forget, <laughs> I, I would, okay, I, I would say this I, is <laughs> this is pinball crossed with Pong. I would, I would agree Thank with you. that, but I wouldn't say it's more Pong than pinball. It, it's more pinball than Pong. It's definitely more pinball than Pong for yeah. one reason: you can you can move your you can move your flippers to the center with a risk reward system that we've been talking about, but you can't move your flippers like across the screen like you would a pong paddle and that's the you know that's the difference that's more like being a goalkeeper this is just using the pinball flippers as your sole source of protection yeah it's like playing, otherwise you have no say it's like playing pinball but instead of the ball just rolling back at you because of gravity there's like an attacker on the other end hitting the ball to you and you better, better hope that you can flip it back oh joe maybe that's why this doesn't exist in real life because the the I guess they could just make it so this way it uh, it's like pyramid shaped. Yeah, that's what I imagine. Yeah, it have to that's be what I would imagine. In yeah. fact, uh, in the uh, like after you finish this game, when you have like the winner screen, um, it shows like a side angle of like the people playing, and it looks like the the machine is yeah like pyramid shaped like that, or, or like a it, it slants downward on each side. We'll have it confirmed, like, after this episode airs, I think. Like, if it somebody exists. Somebody that actually knows what they're talking about, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no experience necessary on this podcast. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> we haven't talked about the particular modes, uh, Thunder, Attack, and uh, what was the other one? Bomber. Bomber, yeah. Yes. Um, at, you know... It's nice that there's actual variety in these boards and somewhat different rule sets if you want to get like you're still scoring the same exact way, but uh, just the way you can score is a bit different. Did you feel like there was enough variety or was it more like one's the easy mode, one's the, you know, let's add a couple more things and then the final form of it? I, I guess there wasn't enough variety for me to remember exactly what you could do in each. Um so maybe there wasn't all that much. It was just sort of different board shapes um, with different, like, spices of modifier. Um, so maybe maybe not, maybe not too much, and one or two is fine. Uh, but one thing that I wanted to, to, to mention as a, an additional uh, factor for the multiplayer modes is that now this this uh bump and tilt that you could do in the single player modes which is more so like cheating um now just becomes a like symmetrical extra like strategy that you're that you're using to try and just mess up your opponent and like it looks like they're trying to line up a shot so just bump it and they'll they'll just whiff or go exactly where they don't want it to go like i i like that there's that extra layer um, that not just like simulating cheating in pinball. Yeah, yeah, it makes it like nice and competitive. Um, and as far as uh the different modes, I'll be honest, I really only spent a significant amount of time with the bomber mode, so I don't really know what the other two modes offer like this. But I know that the bomber mode, like, there's a way that your ball can turn into a bomb, and then you have to get uh, it out yes. of your section before it explodes. That is a nice waits, little like wrinkle. If it's in on your section play. for too long, that's right. Yeah, but like that's a nice little wrinkle on like the game. So I'm actually curious if you guys know what the thunder or attack modes have. Yeah, so the the bomber mode, as you mentioned, has a like panel on the right hand side that you can hit those things to trigger uh, things like a 
a bomb or um, if you hit the lightning, your partner's flipper will stop. Uh, the skull makes the uh, flippers disappear. So all of these are like borderline power up slash, um, you know, uh, uh, difficulty increasers depending on who's getting who's the receiver of them thunder is basically the the simplest mode of it all that uh it's just they've put some things in the middle of the screen to kind of block perfect shots going back and forth between the two sets of flippers and instead there's like some ramps that shoot off into different directions to maybe make the way the ball enters uh the other person's zone a little trickier for them to handle but otherwise there's no upgrades or special abilities in that one and then the attack one, uh, there are switches on the uh, right-hand side for both players that have the, it says, like, attack, help, or stop. And um, I, didn't, I didn't play too much of this one, but the idea is basically that the, um, when, you, when, you know, when you hit one of those things, it triggers something else on the screen to do some work for you to help you against your opponent. That's cool. True that. Moving on to what probably would have been the uh, biggest source of enjoyment for me uh, as a kid playing this kind of game, the sports pinball section. And not because it's sports focused, but just because of the, uh, the twist on the competitive side of pinball here that wasn't, I don't know, it was just maybe like a little too complicated in these, uh, in these battle modes. The sports pinball takes the uh, hockey and soccer that we all know and love, as Sean was saying, uh, air hockey and foosball, and includes the pinball flippers as the, as the only players. So instead of having rows of foosball players or your um, hockey, uh, what, what is that? Is that? You call that a stick still in air hockey? Uh, I mean, yeah, what is that it, thing? It's a uh, dude. No, but you mean like an the, actual the, air the hockey, the thing you hold? Twirling. Oh, thing you sorry. Hold, yeah. Okay, thank, sorry. I'm thinking of, of bubble hockey. Uh, Which would make sense <laughs> no. because, yeah. yeah, that was the foosball analogy. Yeah, the um, uh, the paddle. Let's say the it's paddle. paddle. Okay, yeah. So that paddle, like, you're free to move around, whereas your flippers obviously are locked. But instead, they're at the center of the screen, and you have a goalkeeper in your... Um, in, in, you know, guarding your net that you can freely move around as well. So... Uh, that is true in both games, uh, ice hockey and in uh, soccer. What did you guys think? Uh, I thought these were cool twists. Uh, and they're kind of the same game, uh, but they each have a, a key difference to make it closer to the sport they're, they're using as a coat of paint. Uh, whereas in hockey, the goal is sort of pushed forward a bit to mimic a like an actual goalie net in a hockey rink where there is uh the th there is like uh, behind the net area behind the icing line and uh there's just a bumper back there to spit it back out um and then in soccer there are these little nubs you can hit the ball into that sort of simulate corner kicks uh and you can just call for it to get popped out to the center of the pitch and then try and like one time it in. Uh, I thought these were cool. Yeah, this was probably also my favorite mode of this game. Um, and I would say that this is the mode where I think we stray the furthest away from pinball. Like, really, the only pinball thing, other than those corner kick simulator little things and the bumper behind the hockey net, um, is like that you're you're controlling a flipper 
but it does move horizontally across the whole rink or field or whatever. And the really only thing that makes it a flipper is that it flips, but it doesn't really like act like a flipper because it flips like 360 degrees around every time. So it is like kind of a, it's kind of a, a, a new game. Like it's a different game, and you're also controlling like an actual little person. So like it's really gotten that's your goal, uh, I should say. So it's really gotten away from pinball, but it is also um, I don't know. Like it's hard for me to say like, oh yeah, this is doing that thing that I said where it's uh, it's doing something that a real pinball machine can't do because it's also like, well yeah, but is this even really pinball anymore? But uh. Regardless of that, I don't know why I keep coming back to that as some sort of like rubric, but this is very fun. Did you guys know that you can actually change the type of kick or shot with your flipper depending on how you what you press on the control pad? Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, like you mean directionality? Like directionality, I, yeah. Yeah, like if you do left, it'll go clockwise, and if you do right, it'll go counterclockwise, and. Uh, if you get that wrong, there could be some really hilarious moments where you just yeah, you, own goal. You like dodge so, the ball instead of hit the ball. Yeah, yeah. And and like that, it's. I mean, this is like I said, air hockey. But no, this is closer to bubble hockey or foosball. Uh, just very simplified and with less moving parts. <laughs> Would you have liked it if it was even more like foosball with additional flippers placed around the screen? Maybe the maybe the actual board needs to be a little bigger. But the idea that you know you only press one button and they all flip the same way, but <laughs> that you're in control of all of those and not just like this center uh, I, flip. I don't know if if it was actually simulating foosball or uh, or bubble hockey. I don't think that there's enough buttons on the controller to make that work. But if it's just at, like keeping the same rules of this but adding more, I don't think it's necessary. I think this is like goofy and simple and fun enough to work on its own yeah i think it could be cool but it would probably for me it would probably get a little cluttered because just that directionality um difference honestly was confusing to me like not confusing i understood how it worked but like in the moment i screwed that up so many times like there's a lot to think about in a very short amount of time already for me so uh i i, I like it as it is and it is nice that the the goalies are are not flippers yeah they're just uh they're their pong. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> we got there. We got there. <laughs> so the Japanese version of this game, uh, which was called Family Pinball, uh, the regular pinball mode is actually all Namco-themed and specifically Pac-Man-themed board. It's, it's Pac-Man. Pac-Man is in the game. The whole board, instead of being a 50s diner rock and roll themed thing is is a pac-man themed board and the characters you pick are um you know either pac-man or characters from i i don't know any of these characters so i imagine they're from japanese namco games uh valkyrie and wonder momo and kai i don't know oh, i don't wonder know momo oh yeah wonder momo of course uh anyway <laughs> pac-man is in the game when did Pac-Man not become sellable anymore? Why would Namco decide in 1990, like, you know what, Pac-Man's actually dead? Uh, and see, like, that goes back to the whole pinball is famous in video game history. Pac-Man is famous in video game history. Put him on this game. Put him all over this game. Call it Pac-Man Pinball. Why don't you? And make everything themed around that. 
It's weird to strip out Pac-Man, right? Like, he was huge in America. People had Pac-Man fever. They wrote a song about it. <laughs> I, I'm really sorry, Mike, about all of this. I, I can tell that you're visibly upset. Uh, we've I, seen I, censorship I, in our games before, Sean, but not like this. We truly are very opp- oppressed here. But, <laughs> was um, Pac-Man not I, <laughs> in good favor with the... Uh, with the Western people at the time, maybe that was like, oh, like they don't, no one wants to see Pac-Man after, uh, after what he did. After he like revealed himself to be like a Soviet sympathizer. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was probably something along those lines. I'm just looking to see what, what Pac-Man was up to in 1990. Like maybe, maybe they actually released too many bad games by then that they were like, there's no way we could put out another Pac-Man game. Like people are dumb with him, <laughs> but that just doesn't seem I don't know. That doesn't feel true, right? It doesn't. Pac-Mania came out in 1987, and that was like that weird 3D one where um, he's still he's still a giant sphere. He doesn't have like the in the in the promotional posters. He still has his arms and legs, but not in the game. Thankfully, I don't think you would have the <laughs> arms and legs in the game until the the Pac World games. Yes. Yeah. Let's see. The next Pac-Man game is pro. Yeah. Looks like. Pack attack. This is now a uh, save Pac-Man symposium. <laughs> We're no longer talking about rock and ball. Well, here's uh, the crazy thing about the next Pac-Man game. Okay, it's Pack <laughs> Attack, which is a Tetris game. All right, it's it's a it's Tetris, but with Pac-Man. So they think that's fine to send to America, but do not send pinball with Pac-Man. Well, yeah, because pinball we'll stands on its own. All video gamers love pinball. Who's ever even heard of Tetris? Yeah, and like I would get confused if my pinball, which is also a sphere, were to look like a cute Pac-Man. Uh, I would be upset with the the like the analogy. Um, that would just make me irate yeah. as I played. The <laughs> and game. the thing about the the pinball ball, marble, whatever it is, is that it's a solid color, so it can be rolling. If it's Pac-Man, like he's got like a mouth and an eye. So, like, if he's rolling, you need to see that, like, you can't just have him being, like, a solid Pac-Man moving around that doesn't look like a ball rolling anymore. No, it doesn't. And see, I played Family Pinball uh, just to see what the Pac-Man elements were, and I was kind of surprised that Pac-Man wasn't the ball. (laughs) Why wouldn't he just be the ball? It's not like, you know, it's not like you also have to have the ghost roaming the screen or something, or, you know, they didn't really make it look like a Pac-Man maze or anything like that. They didn't go crazy. It's not a complete redesign from the regular pinball that we have in this game but i don't know like you said pac-man's a sphere make him the ball that would have been another you nice you could even so have Namco a missed you can have a mode in this game where the the whole pinball machine is covered in pellets or dots or whatever they are and you have to That'd try and cool. scoop them all up as, as many as you That'd can by hitting satisfying. pac-man into them i just feel like whether it was the japanese version or the american version namco made a misstep on both on both accounts I agree, and I think uh, they should not be forgiven. <laughs> but you see, they weren't the publishers in um, in the North American ones. So NTVIC was, and I don't okay, even—that's the heard reason. Of that. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason. But I'm saying, like, so they bought the game off of Namco, and we're like, yeah, we know we can't use Pac-Man, but we're gonna um, we're gonna reskin the whole game. We just want to own the rights to this pinball game that you made and remove all mentions of pac-man it just sounds like a crazy pitch maybe it was just like on sale if you didn't take the 
the Pac-Man mm. license, you know? Like, I know this for a fact, actually. Joe, I've been trying to look up what they call the pinball ball because you raised a good point <laughs> about it. Um, I, I don't have an answer for you, though. It's not something Is it something not just the pinball? Right. I would think it was called the pinball, but then I didn't want to sound stupid and be like, actually, no, it's just the whole, the whole machine is the pinball, and the ball is a marble. I, I can't tell you. Can't tell you. Well, we all know that, like a base, like in the the ball we use in baseball is actually called the pigeon. I so always thought, well, because the, the baseball is the field, right? Well, you play it on a field, but you hit the pigeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you play on a field, that, which is called the baseball, <laughs> right? Called the baseball field, but Joe, I do know what you're saying, so don't worry. I'm not. <laughs> you don't have to explain it to me. <laughs> I was joking. Yes. Is he not joking? Uh, okay, I thought he yeah, was he, No, he is, he is. I know, I, know, I know what he's saying. All right. We're all in on this joke together, right? Right. See, yeah, because I'm in the glossary for pinball terms, and it's not, when I get to the P, there's no, like, pinball referring to the ball. But pin game is another term for a pinball machine, according to the pinball glossary. Pin game. Hmm. I think it's just going to be, I think it's going to be called the, I think it's going to be called the marble, guys. I think it's gonna I'm going to call it the pinball. I would like to call it the pinball too, but think about this, uh, Sean. We don't call the football strictly the football. We sometimes call it the pigskin. <laughs> I'm going to call it the pong ball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes we call it the rock. Uh, yeah, the rock, the pigskin. So I'm just going to say it's the pigeon. Okay, now listen to this. Everybody's familiar with more complicated variants of pinball, such as like when you get the multi-ball bonus and a bunch of other balls spill out from all over the place and you try to keep those for as long as you can because as long as two or more are there, you still have like technically an extra life on screen. Yeah. That's called multi-ball. And the pinball glossary says when several balls are in play at one time. Now, hold on a minute. They're not saying when several pinballs are in play. So it's just the ball. It's just a ball. All right. I mean, it could also just be like single ball. Well, like I think that the single ball. I think that this confirms that the ball in pinball is the base form of a ball. Every other type of ball is a variation yeah, on the ball in the a pinball machine. Platonic ideal. Yes. Of ball. We. I think we started this conversation at the thirty-five minute mark. Um, cool. I'm really happy. Fifteen about more that. minutes, then. Yeah. <laughs> you you may not like it, but that's what a pinball ball is called. On the sequels and spinoff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the sequels and spinoff side, none, absolutely none. <laughs> I can't find anything about NTVIC uh, except for in the manual. Uh, their international corporation is located at 50 Rockefeller Plaza, which is pretty close, not the exact address, to where the Nintendo New York City store is today. And I just find that funny. That is funny, huh? Not like laugh out loud <laughs> funny because I'm not laughing, but. Joe gave a ha. Yeah, it was a ha. And then I had okay. a real genuine laugh after that. But it was at my own joke. Yes. You know what is no joke? What? Joke? Because we have to be really serious about it. Is when we vote for games on the essential games list. Rock and ball is video game pinball with a lot of different modes. And we've covered them at length here. I, I did appreciate the twist on pinball. So if you have like a, another player to play against, maybe not the computer, although the computer offers a fine experience and at some points can challenge you too. I just think that this is the kind of game that you want a friend to play along with you. So this way you have uh, that competitive itch inside of you. 
That would definitely be true in the battle and in the sports pinball modes, the two highlights of this game. The regular pinball is just so lackluster and boring. There's only one bonus mode, and it's very easy. You just shoot into a ramp, and then a car just goes out of control and just keeps like going up and down and up and down, eating its way through the board until you move into the uh, the bonus mode, which is just hitting a bunch of people to score points. My point being is just that the regular pinball, which is what the game is trying to sell you the idea on, is so lackluster that I don't think I can put it on the essential games list just for that. It does get some style points, though, for all of these other ideas of pinball created, and I would have liked to have seen it take that further. It seems weird that battle pinball can really just be, well, how many sets do you want to play? Like, maybe they should have played around more with the idea of competition or what that could have been if they if they really wanted to stretch that mode out a little more of that and maybe we'd be talking about something but because this is all there is i don't think it's on the essential games list joe i honestly don't have too much to say about this one uh like like you said the 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 main pinball game mode uh is pretty generic it's a generic as far as i know pretty generic form of pinball I do like the variations. It's they're they're neat. They can be kind of fun in some instances. Other instances, they're a little pointless. Um, I, I I don't think I definitely don't think this is essential. Maybe if you're a pinball enthusiast, it, it, it's a it's a curio <laughs> that you might want to take a look at. But I I wouldn't say that it's essential in any in any world. Sean, I like my biggest question with this game is why do they call it Rock and Ball? Like I get that they changed the theme of the single player board, the only single player board um, that's trying to just be pinball into like a kind of sort of vanilla fifties rock. Like the, those are like what the, the little icons are, but like it, it's the only thing that has anything to do with rock. Like it had me questioning why is this called rock and balls? Like, Oh, cause it's like kind of, you know, it's kind of rock themed, but not really. And it's like one little mode. Like it should have just been called Battle Pinball or keep the family pinball name. And that's really my biggest problem with this game is the, the naming convention. Like they, it, it wasn't interesting enough to call itself that. Um, I mean, I had, I had some fun with the multiplayer modes. Um, but yeah, also it's not, it's not essential. Are all the characters that you can play as, are they like rock stars? No. Okay. They look like them. <laughs> Who are Lisa and Diana to you as rock stars? Oh, I'm not saying they're literal, real world rock Lisa stars. Lisa, Left Eye, Lopez. They're all dressed kind of like they would be musicians or like stage, uh, you know, rock stars. Uh, I thought Diana they looked Ross. like they were going to a sock hop. Like, yeah, look, at the, look, at, look at Billy. He's, he's kind of got like an Elton John thing going, sort of, or maybe an Elvis thing. I don't know. It's hard to tell in these pixels. Bilton John. And then, like, John has a guitar. I don't know. Tom's got pink hair. <laughs> <laughs> they all look like they could be stage performers. I don't know. Pink hair is one of the surest signs of That's rock true. and roll. That's true. That's yep. the role. Well, we've all had complaints about the marketing of this game at one point or another during this episode, so I'm I'm glad that we can all agree, uh, if we can't agree on how close to Pong Pinball is, we can at least agree that Rock and Ball really dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we have Top Gun, the second mission. Uh, if you didn't listen to our first Top Gun episode, you probably should, because uh, <laughs> there's one funny thing about that Top Gun 
game. It, it, we we talked about it in the episode, but we've had so many people on Twitter come to us and, and say, like, wow, I never knew that about the landing sequence. So if you want to know what we're talking about, either Google it, because it'll be very obvious, or listen to that entire episode again. <laughs> uh, for the Or for the very first time, if you don't go back and listen to the other episodes. Top Gun, the second mission, very much like... Um, Top Gun Maverick will not require any uh, sort of information on the first one. You'll be able to get the gist without ever having to uh, listen to the first episode or watch the first movie. Uh, if you're not interested in Top Gun, may I recommend our Nostalgia Bites series over on patreon.com slash nostalgia. We have our Captain Subasa episode coming up, and that's instead of pinball soccer, that's just cinematic soccer. 